everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. A testimony of your story for His glory. With the hundred dollars sewn into his underwear and the promise of, quote, freedom, my next guest first shared his story for testimony of escape and torture from the brutal regimes of Batista and Castro and the ultimate salvation he would find through Jesus Christ. He was like many in this country today, looking for a cause, a leader, a life, and yes, a dream of a better tomorrow. But how? Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome back to Testimony a man who told his son, quote, if we lose our freedom here, where can we go, end quote. That son, now presidential candidate, Senator Ted Cruz, recently honored his father as the, quote, hero of his life. That man, that hero, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a great honor indeed. Pastor Rafael Cruz. Pastor Cruz, welcome to Testimony. Jensen, it's so great to be with you again. Well, it's great to be with you in person this time at the NRB in Nashville. You have recently penned your life's memoir in a book entitled A Time for Action, Empowering the Faithful to Reclaim America. Your son, presidential candidate Ted Cruz, wrote the epilogue. And Glenn Beck endorsed it as follows, and I quote, You'd be hard-pressed to find a better American story than this one. Pastor Cruz, for our brief time here today, can you explain why yours is the true American success story and why faith has played a major role in that success? Pastor Cruz, please tell us your story. Well... First of all, Jensen, it is so great to be back with you and back with your audience. Uh, actually, you know, this book, A Time for Action, I wrote because of the great burden I have from this, for this country. You know, when I came to America seeking freedom, I uh, found a haven in America. You know, uh, as I went back to Cuba in 1959 and saw what Castro uh, what had implemented in Cuba, and to think that I was instrumental in that, but he took freedom of the press, freedom of religion, began confiscating private property. I was only there for three weeks and came back to that shining city on a hill, to the greatest country on the face of the earth. I'm so proud to be an American. And you know, America is so unique. When we realize, Jensen, that America is the only country on the face of the earth that was founded on the Word of God, founded by men and women seeking the freedom to worship Almighty God. What a great heritage we have in this wonderful country. Amen, amen. So in your view, who are the faithful being called to action today? Well, it is the body of Christ. It is all believers. You know, you, you have to realize that the American Revolution, you know, most people think the American Revolution started in the 1770s. That is not true. The American Revolution started in the 1730s with the first Great Awakening. And men like Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield and many others, those were the spark of the American Revolution. As a matter of fact, preachers were the forerunners of the revolution. 
each and every one of the grievances listed in the Declaration of Independence were preached from the pulpits of America for 10 years before Jefferson wrote them in the Declaration. Preachers were at the forefront of many of the battles. The Battle of Lexington was fought right outside the church of Pastor Jonas Clark. Eight colonies died in that battle. Seven of them were members of Pastor Jonas Clark's church. But you see, that has been erased from our history books. And what has happened for the last 50 years is that the church has basically retreated from being a light to those in darkness. And the church ceased to be the moral compass of America. They became so concerned with being politically correct that they forgot about being biblically correct. And with the church divorcing itself from the public arena, what has happened is unrighteousness has taken hold. Secular humanism has become the religion of America to a great part. And of course, with that, we have seen chaos. We have seen just a deterioration of moral values. We have seen immorality. We have seen the crumbling of the fundamental basic principles that made America great. Those Judeo-Christian principles that are the same principles in the Constitution. Integrity, honesty, hard work, individual responsibility, the rule of law, free enterprise, limited government. All of those are not only embedded in the Constitution, they are also embedded in the Judeo-Christian principles that America was built upon. So I wrote a Time for Action as a book to call the church, to call people of faith, to again become a catalyst in the society, to restore society to that moral compass, to that vision that the framers had. Amen and amen. I noted that in chapter 7 of your book entitled Building Upon the Solid Foundation, you open up with Psalm 119.93, which states, I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. Has America forgotten the biblical precepts upon which it was found, and how do we get them back? Well, too much of America has. Unfortunately, what we have seen with political correctness, Jen Sin, is there have been too many churches in America that have begun preaching what I call the social gospel. They're trying to look more like the world with the excuse of attracting the world. The problem is when the world comes, they find nothing different because those churches talk and act just like the world and they lose their impact upon society. We've diluted the message in order to be politically correct, in order to be palatable to everyone. But you know, that is not the message of the gospel. That is right. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Pastor Rafael Cruz, father of current presidential candidate, Senator Ted Cruz. We are discussing his just-released memoir, A Time for Action. Pastor Cruz, you talk about a manifesto in your book. Can you elaborate? Well, I talk about two manifestos. First of all, the Communist Manifesto, which was written by Karl Marx and Engels. But then I talk about another manifesto, which is almost identical, and it's called the Humanist Manifesto. The Humanist Manifesto was written in 1933 in the United States of America. And it basically is a parallel to the Communist Manifesto. The ideas of the Humanist Manifesto, our secular humanism, are basically Marxist ideals. 
And basically they come from the premise of there is no God, you are your own God, there's nothing else but this life, so eat, drink, and be merry. For tomorrow you may die. And so it, it just creates a situation where man worships himself or herself. And so where there is nothing else beyond yourself. So it leads to a deterioration of values because there are no moral absolutes. Well, let me tell you something that is shocking. That Humanist Manifesto, written in 1933, one of the principal signers of that manifesto was John Dewey. John Dewey was the father of modern American education. This man was a member of the American Communist Party. From its inception in 1933, the school system in America has been permeated with Marxist ideologies. And that is what has created things like not only secular humanism, but values clarification, situational ethics. In other words, there's no right or wrong. Everything depends on the circumstances. And these are the things that our children are being brainwashed with. And of course, with the advent of Common Core, Common Core has nothing to do with standards. It has everything to do with shaping the minds of children into a secular humanist worldview. A worldview that promotes socialism, that promotes the deterioration of any value system. Basically, their mantra is, if it feels good, do it. And of course, under that premise, we have a total de deterioration of our moral society. Sounds like we're back uh, a few decades. When Hitler came to power, he targeted the educational system. Absolutely. You know, Stalin said it. And Hitler said it also, give me the children and I will rule the world. So it is something that has been used by parents for quite some time. You brainwash the children and you have a whole generation that will follow you blindly because they don't know any better. That's what has been happening in America for quite a long time through the educational system. And then if you look at the universities, the universities, there are so many leftists, professors that are espousing socialistic or even Marxist ideology from the university teaching. And once they have tenure, they can't even be fired. And so this is, again, dumbing down our youth into a system that has never worked. Socialism does not work. Because, you know, the challenge with socialism, if you work twice as much as I do, you get paid the same. How long are you going to do it? So nobody works. The economy goes to the dumps. And so everybody starves. That's typically what happens under any socialist country. Can you talk a little bit about your son, who, if not for you, would probably not be running for president of the United States? You instilled in him godly values. Can you elaborate? I came to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ when my son was four years old. And I began pouring the Word of God into his life every day from the time he was four years old. And at the time he was eight, he surrendered his life to Christ at a youth camp of the church we were members of. Before my son Ted left high school, he was passionate about the Constitution. He was passionate about the declarations, about free markets, about limited government, about the rule of law. And that passion became like fire in his bones. 
And the reason, Jen, seeing that I know my son Ted Cruz will not compromise his principles in Washington is that fire is as alive today as it was over 30 years ago. And I describe this whole story in great detail in my book, A Time for Action. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to businessman, pastor, and author of his just-released memoir, A Call to Action, Empowering the Faithful to Reclaim America. He is also the father of presidential candidate, Senator Ted Cruz. You can learn more about Pastor Cruz's mission, ministry, and work by getting his latest great read wherever books are sold. Pastor Cruz, it has truly been an honor having you share your critical must-read memoir, your story, and your faith in Jesus Christ, to whom you give all the glory, honor, and praise. Yours is a voice for freedom and how to achieve it before it's too late, before we lose it. Thank you, and God bless you. Thank you, Jensen. It's such a privilege to be with you. And before we get off the air, I just want to say we are in a primary election, and it is so important that we elect a person who is truly a constitutional conservative, a man of honor, a man of integrity, a man that has a servant spirit and would be a servant to all Americans. And that man is my son, Ted Cruz. I encourage each and every one of you to go to the polls in the primaries and to let's help elect a man that will restore America to that shining city on a hill to the glory of God. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenbard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensen Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.